Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today, I've got a little bit of a rant for you. We're going to talk about something that is a departure from what I normally talk about at the end of the year. Today, we're going to talk about cancel culture and virtue signaling, the hypocrisy of it, why it sucks, and why redemption's a much better approach. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Good morning. Welcome back. I hope it's morning. I don't know. I just said good morning because it's morning when I'm recording this, whenever you're listening to it, whatever time of day it is. I hope that you're having a great day. This is one of my December broadcasts, right? It's one of my December episodes. We should be talking about uh, setting ourselves up for success for the next year and all of the fun things that come with that. I'm very excited. I got my notebook for 2023. Uh, For those of you who may be new to this, uh, this show, I take a journal every year and hack it out to kind of organize my life. Ironically, I don't journal in it. I actually have a digital journal for that. But I like the tactile feel of paper and ink and and just the way to organize thoughts. I I find it especially helpful when I'm doing projects. And as you know, this year, well, the first part of this year, I haven't really done much uh, since probably late, early fall. I'm working on a book manuscript for next year. And and so there's, you know, a lot of, of work that way that I enjoy doing. And uh, I I enjoy doing it with the paper. So I have that. But we're not going to talk about any of that today. What we're going to talk about today is how much is too much. How far do we want to go with this direction that our society seems to be going? And I know, like, I'm going to use some phrases today because I'm not sure what other phrases to use uh, that I know have been hijacked in our current climate. I was talking to somebody yesterday Uh, I put up a post on my Facebook page. I put up this post on my Facebook page. It says, At the heart of most attacks on free speech is a belief that the average person has no capacity and thus no right to think for and speak for themselves. The, quote, experts, end quote, should think and speak for you while you labor away to fund them, of course. Pure elitism. And I got a, a, a buddy reached out to me and he was like, Hey, that post is interesting. It, it seems a little um, skewed to the left for me. Like, like you know, it could be... In fact, let me just read you what he wrote. The elitism quote is interesting because it chooses language that invites, skews the reader to believe it is criticizing behavior of the left, and yet upon further reading and reflection, it seems to also describe unhealthy religious faith communities as well. And so I responded, I'm not sure it skews to the left. The place where I found it would agree with you that it's a both a conservative and liberal problem. Uh, I just went and reread it, stand by the above statement, and I'm curious, what specific language did you see that skewed it to the left? The word elitism is often a dog whistle that folks on the right use to call out left behaviors. Part of uh, naming former president, success is based on building and exploiting the beliefs of certain groups that they, elites, liberals, put them down that they are ignorant, no capacity, and thus paternalistic, think and speak for you. Folks are manipulated successfully by this language when they think in dualistic tribal ways. Uh, My initial thought was that this language invites one to see the left as being criticized and perhaps with some accuracy. And to him, he, he had something to do 
with the religious world. For all I know, he still does. Um, when I said buddy earlier, it's a guy that I know tangentially. We live adjacent lives. We've talked in person a couple times. We got lunch once. We might get together once in the spring. Uh, and, and so we talked and, and he was more interested. His context is more about church. And I have all sorts of questions. In fact, I'm curious. I'd love for you to reach out. I am thinking of starting a, a, some level of a church related podcast. So I could either do it as an episode like, you know, once a month in this podcast, or I could start a completely separate podcast and build that one up and be just around religious ideas, church ideas, things about the church. Uh, For those of you who are not of faith, I don't know if that would cause you to stop listening to this altogether, and I don't really want that. I am of faith. I'm totally happy if you're not of faith and you're still listening. That's great. Uh, But, you know, I am am running through that because he brought it up as a faith thing, and I said to myself, I think it's just a politics thing. I think it's just there's a group of people called politicians in our world that think they need to run our lives, whether it's Republicans or Democrats. I don't care. To me, they all seem to want to run our lives. And, and certainly the church context might increase that a bit. That is to say that certainly we can find churches that want to run people's lives. And, and we have, we have con- conflated church and politics my conservative friends uh, in the church want people to live their lives exactly the way that they believe they, they should, and they want to codify that into law. My liberal friends want other people to live their lives the way they think they should, and they want to codify that into law. And, and both sides call it Jesus. My liberal friends say that Jesus would support fill-in hot, hot topic political idea uh, and not be for the conservative or Republican you know, hot topic political idea. And my conservative Republican friends want to support blah, 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 a hot topic, and, and et cetera. And, and so there are words that we've hijacked, right? And he and I talked about this like extremist. If you want to just discredit somebody, just call them an extremist. I don't care. If they're, if they're a Democrat, just call them a left-wing, alt-left-wing extremist. If they are a conservative, all you have to do is say, oh, well, they're just part of the alt-right. And, and you just, it's like, it's like the conversation just ends. And I said that to him. I said, hey, this is, remember, this, you're dealing with my ADHD in this recording. But I said to him, I said, I know that there are words that are hijacked, for instance, the extremist word. But we're going to have to use those words, and then we're going to have to take time to explain that we don't mean them in the hijacked way. And so that's today a little bit, because I'm going to talk about cancel culture today. I don't know if you've heard it. I don't even know the kid's name. There's a kid that, that is a quarterback in high school and he got a, a scholarship to go play at the University of Florida and they recently pulled the scholarship because a video surfaced of him in his car listening to rap music and and in that song there is a racial slur the n-word and he said the n-word and so he got canceled they pulled his scholarship now look if you google Florida quarterback there's a, another Florida quarterback that was actually on the team that got arrested for child porn we're not talking about him today because he should go to jail for a long time. Maybe the rest of his life. I, I, I don't support the death penalty. I probably would for people that harm children. Um, I certainly, he didn't actually, I guess, harm children physically himself. He kept pictures, but whatever. He needs to go to jail. What we're actually talking about is a young man named Marcus Stokes uh, who went to the Nice High School. I don't even know where that is. Uh and it doesn't really matter to me where it went, but here's the thing. Here's what, here's what blows my mind. That same school will play that hip-hop music 
while their players are warming up. They'll play that music at halftime. They'll play that music after the after the game. They'll allow that music to play it on their campus, and nothing happens. Like, if we're so upset that he can't get a scholarship because he's singing a song, he's not calling someone that name, he's singing a song, what are we doing? And here's the thing, don't conflate this with I think the word should be used. I don't think it should be used. I want to be really clear on that. If anybody takes this and is like, oh, he's no guy with that and he's just an old, old white man in the country. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know if you heard that. My son just laughed at that. He sits in and listens to me record sometimes. Uh, that's not it. I think the word's wrong. I, I think it's a slur. It shouldn't be used. However, I am confused about what we're doing with cancel culture. The young man's a senior now. That video, as I understand the story, is, is from when he was younger. And this is the question that I want to lead with today. How much perfection does a person have to be? I was reading uh, a book. I won't say the author, but he's a liberal author. Uh, and so my conservative friends are about to not tune in for a few minutes, and that's fine. And he was talking about the hypocrisy of the idea that we can't listen to what somebody has to say or let somebody lead our lead our our company, be a part of, have a prominent position, if they did something dumb when they were a teenager or in their 20s. How long does a person have to pay? What does grace and forgiveness mean? That's what we need to start talking about because one of the things that I'm convinced of, and I know that there are people who disagree with me on this, our society is incredibly pissed off all the time. They're angry more often than they're not. And by they, I mean public in general. And I think part of it is because we have killed grace in our society. It's dead. We have taken it and we have removed it. And if you mess up and there's a certain list of sins that if you cross them, if you have them, I don't care if society is religious or not, they want you to pay for the rest of your life. That is how we destroy a society. Not a democracy, but that is how we destroy a society because you have to be perfect. You can't mess up and make it right. Well, Joe, I can already hear it. Well, Joe, well, Joe, what about all these people that repeat themselves, that do the same offenses over and over again? then deal with that. But this is a kid. Well, he's an elitist. He probably comes from a wealthy family. I don't know any of this. I don't know if he does or he doesn't because I don't care. He shouldn't have less freedoms, less opportunities because he's wealthy than if he were poor. Or if he's poor, he shouldn't have less opportunities because of something that happened when he was 15. We're just ruining lives so that we can virtue signal. And virtue signaling sucks. And the kid played it smart. He issued an apology. Hey, I shouldn't have been singing that song. Here's my question, though. Why is it wrong for him to sing the song? He can't get a scholarship, but the University of Florida will invite similar artists who use the same word to come do concerts on their campus. Why, why is that okay? And him doing it at 15 in the privacy of his car on his own social media page, why is that wrong? And I want to point out again, he's not saying, hey, that person there, N-word, he's singing a song. A hip-hop song. And whether we want to admit it or not as a society, we have married modern-day sports to hip-hop and the culture that comes with that. Now, some of you are thinking, Joe, this is not a big deal. It is a big deal because it's symptomatic of a bigger problem. And that problem is we act like unless somebody's perfect, we can't learn from them. We can't hear from them. We don't allow room for growth. We don't allow room for people to make mistakes and then grow and move forward. And why not? Because we've got to be perfect. Well, when they were 18, they did this. And here's the thing. We're not talking about somebody who did something criminal. 
We can talk about that. Like Mike Vick is a fascinating person to me. The guy did something that was illegal, went to jail, paid his time. And when he came out, the minute he was signed with organizations, people were like, well, I can never support that organization again because those poor babies that he harmed. Yes, those poor babies that he harmed. I agree. Those, those dogs that he harmed, that is wrong. But you can never for the rest of like, what do you want? Do you want him to have to work a different job? And here's what I think. I think we've done two things that's really not popular to say, but I'm going to say it anyhow. I think we have created in a generation that is completely entitled, that believes that they should get things without trying because they've gotten things most of their life without trying. They've gotten a trophy every time they've showed up to a sports team, regardless of how hard they played, how hard they practiced. My son played uh, soccer for about a half of a season. We still had a, a, a ribbon mailed to us. He didn't even finish the season. And they mailed us a ribbon, which he did not get. We've made an entitled generation that believes they're just entitled to get something because they want it. They don't have to work. They don't have to deal with it. And then we've created an idea that somehow we're justice warriors by canceling people. That's stupid. And it's ineffective. Now, if somebody does something illegal like Michael Vick, should there be consequences? Absolutely. If somebody says something that is inappropriate, but not illegal, should there be consequences? Yes, probably. But those consequences need to be commensurate with what happened. And and a kid singing on his own you, tick, uh, Snapchat along to a song that you would let the song be played in your university, that does not warrant, well, we can't associate with you because that's the problem. That's the virtue of signaling part. We have told people that virtue is being scared and being angry. You've heard the phrase, if you're not angry, you're part of the problem. If you're not scared, you're part of the problem. Why? Why do I have to be angry to, to not be a part of the problem? In, in what situation in your life has anger led to redemption? Because that's all I'm concerned about. The world is broken. People get hurt every day. And the only thing that I am concerned about is how do we bring redemption to the world? And so this idea that, oh my goodness gracious, he did this and so now we can't associate with him. That is hypocrisy. And that's the problem. I can't associate with you because you support Donald Trump. I can't associate with you because you voted for uh, Joe Biden. I can't associate with you because you support Kamala Harris. And let me be honest, I, I can't believe I'm about to do this and it's just going to go out into the wild. I, I think anybody that supports Kamala Harris just because she's a woman is a sexist. Because that woman has done some really sketchy things in her political career. Well, Joe, they all have. I agree. But like, Look up her record on, on private prisons and, and how um, the things that she did. Like we've got, we're, we're so hell bent on an ideology that we stop to look at what's going on. And so this kid, he played it smart. He issued an apology. He shouldn't have been doing that. He wasn't thinking, et cetera, et cetera. I have no idea what real talent he has. I don't know if he'll go, you know, to a JUCO college and transfer over. And I don't care. It's the hypocrisy of, oh my, we can't associate with that. And the thing of it is, is it bleeds down into everyday life. Here's a person 
that I'm friends with. Oh, you did something I don't like. That doesn't affect me. That it isn't, you didn't do it to me. So I'm not talking about a situation where like, hey, I'm friends with you and you betrayed my trust. We went on a trip and you were mean all four days. Or you consistently, regularly uh, dig into things that I don't want to talk about. So like I've talked before about how I used to go to this one group that met. And the one guy really just wanted to talk about politics the whole time. And he would kind of dominate the conversation. I stopped going to that because I just didn't want to talk about politics for three hours the whole time we were there. There's a lot of other things that I want to talk about. And, and right, so there are those things that happen. But I'm talking about stuff like who you voted for. I don't understand why you and I can't be friends if you voted for somebody different than me. If you listen to hip hop music, I don't understand why we can't be friends because I listen to country music. If you don't believe in God, I don't understand why we can't be friends because I do believe in God. If you didn't vote for Prop 3 and the other person did, I don't understand why you can't be friends. Well, because Joe, Prop 3, blah, blah, blah. It, right? If they didn't vote for it, they don't care about women. If they did vote for it, they don't care for little children. You, you know what? You can have that opinion and you can even believe that. But why would you stop interacting with other humans because of it? Why do we live on this belief that we can only associate with people that are 100% like us? And why do we live in this belief that it is somehow virtuous to punish somebody for their entire life? I think the third thing that we don't talk much about is jealousy. We're fostering a us versus them mentality all the time. Right? And a lot of people, their problem with Mike Vick was he shouldn't never be able to make that much money again. I have to go to work. I literally had somebody say this to me. Well, I have to go to work 45 hours a week and he gets to just show up and make money because he can throw a football, even though he did that to those dogs. If you don't know the Mike Vick story, look it up. And I was like, that's, that's not even logical. That's illogical. And there's no virtue in it. You want to talk about real virtue? Real virtue is going to people where they're at and helping them find redemption. Why do you think movies and books that tell the story of redemption sell so much, make so much money? Because our hearts long for redemption. And what's interesting to me is cancel culture and virtue signaling is almost always anti-redemption. It is almost always a call for everlasting punishment. And that's why they suck. That's why they suck. Because we've all made mistakes. We've all done things that we wish we hadn't done. We've all done things that we shouldn't have done. And we've all done things that were like, when you look back at them, you're like, holy cow, did I really do that? And if you haven't, you need to get out of the mayonnaise jar your parents put you in and live in the real world. It is time for you and me and our world to consider the reality that we have to do better with people who do things that we don't like. We have to. Now, look, don't don't mix this up. Don't get it twisted. I'm on the record. People who are consistently toxic, we need to we need to limit how they interact in our lives and sometimes we'll need to cut them right out of our lives. All right, I was talking to a client whose sister-in-law is consistently uh, ignoring her, but borrowing some past that she has for uh, uh, some amusement park picture pass or something. And so she's like, what do I do? I'm like, just change the password and don't tell her. What do you mean? Literally just change. Have you told her not to use it? Yes. Then just change the password and don't tell her what the new password is because that's toxicity. But that doesn't mean you should be like, well, I ain't talking to her anymore. I get that. 
But we have got to fight against this idea that people have to be punished for their whole lives because of things that they've done. Even egregious things that they've done. They need to serve their time. They need to do their time. But here's the thing, like the thing that kicked this off in my head, that kid didn't even do anything illegal. People are paying that artist money for that song. The kid playing that song, if he has like Apple Music or Spotify, that company, Apple or uh, Spotify, they gave money to that artist. Is the University of Florida no longer going to allow their products on their campus? And the thing of it is, is we're so terrified. I'm scared to put this podcast up because I know somebody's going to hear it. They're going to be mad. And we're so afraid of cancel culture. We've got to fight this. Now, don't, don't get it twisted, right? Somebody does something wrong. They need to pay their time. They need to make it right. But we've got to move the narrative towards redemption. What does it mean to help people find redemption? If we don't do that, we're wasting our lives. We're literally wasting our lives. If all you do is virtue signal, but you don't actually do anything virtuous besides be a keyboard warrior, you're wasting your life. If, if all you're doing is, they got to live their life this way, just shut up. Just shut up. Put actions to words or shut up. It's really that simple. I don't care what you think about how we're going to help people that are under-resourced unless you're actually helping people that are under-resourced. I don't. Don't tell me how hard things are for people if you're not doing anything to help them. Just put your lips together, breathe, and go live your selfish life. Seriously. It has to end. All right, I got a little wired wired up there. So be it. This is something that I'm very passionate about because it just drives me crazy. Maybe because, you know what? When I was a kid, I was stupid. I did a lot of dumb things. I was also highly traumatized. We don't think about that much. And I don't think trauma should be an excuse for bad behaviors. I've gone and tried to make all those things right that I could. But we've got to engage in something more than keyboard warriorism. Get out and do something. Make the change in the world that you want to see and let people make mistakes. Let them make mistakes that go wrong and don't try to punish them forever or take away really nice things that you're never going to get. I think that's the, the, the final piece of cancel culture. Most of the time we want to cancel people that just have more than us, right? It's always interesting to me when people say, well, we just need the, the rich to pay their fair share. Okay, cool. Define rich and tell me what a fair share is. I, uh, I, I was talking to a, a person one time who was very sad because they don't have enough money. In fact, they told me, I don't even have enough food. I was like, okay, well, how many, like, do you work? Yep, I work. Do you work full time? No, I, I only work 30 hours a week. Well, can you work the other 10? Yes, but, you know, my dog needs me and I need to go home and see my dog because my dog needs a higher quality of life. Okay, then you don't get both. You, you, you're not allowed to complain about, oh, I don't have enough money to buy food when you're not actually doing the things necessary to buy food. Like, hello? Right? Like, you actually are making enough money to buy food. You just want to spend that money on your dog, which is fine. You can do that, but there's consequences. 
And that's the rub, right? Now, now usually when I have this conversation, people are like, well, wait, what does that mean? There are consequences because you're saying there shouldn't be consequences. No, I'm saying there shouldn't be artificially inflated consequences. That's what I'm saying. There should not be artificially inflated consequences. But natural consequences happen, and that's fine. But I'm so sick of people saying, well, like, like it's interesting to me. People are like, well, I can't eat at this restaurant. I know somebody who won't eat at an Italian restaurant in our town because they hosted a fundraiser for Barack Obama. And he totally thinks that's normal. And then I know another person who won't talk to that person because he won't you know, support Barack Obama, but that person won't eat at a, a uh, pancake house in our town because they supported Donald Trump. How far out do you run that? Those are what I call artificially inflated consequences. All right. Bit of a rant, bit of a run, about four and a half minutes over where I wanted to end up today. Uh, I, I, I want to know your thoughts on this. I re, we've got to, There's got to be a better way for us to move forward as a society. Uh, I would argue that that better way is to chase redemption. Okay, so questions, uh, questions, I usually say questions, something in snide remarks. Oh, questions, comments, or snide remarks. Uh, feel free to email me, joe at joemartino.com. Put podcast in the subject line. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.